0: Welcome back to the Inside City Podcast. It's me, Shane Burns, and again I'm joined by the wonderful Walter Smith. How are you, mate? Not a bad all week, eh?
1: <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. We're not—we're seeing stuff now, the unlike that have ever been seen before on the shores of these Isles.
0: Well, you know, City are now record breakers after last night. Last night's victory, but um, straight we'll go straight in. Actually, with what you just said is the football we are witnessing now the best football you've ever seen from Manchester City side and without without the jokes and all that but you are a little bit older than I am so you've seen a lot more <laughs> than I have seen well
1: without a shadow of a doubt it's the, it's the you could put forward the case if you're breaking records this is the best football not only by a city side but any side you know since um, since time began it's, it's the best start to a season not only of the Premier League but of all time so when you put that into context and you look at the way football's advanced and moved on it's got to be it's the best start to a season yes we've not actually won anything but it's the best start to a season by any team ever so putting that into context it means nothing if we don't go on and start winning something at the end but we're certainly setting ourselves up and putting ourselves in the best possible position for that to actually
0: happen Do you it's interesting what you just said Do you feel that this If this City side wins the league up At the end of the season Do you think that this Will be earmarked as the greatest Maybe Premier League side of all time But possibly the greatest English football side of all time And I mean that based over 12 months I'm not talking about Your whole Shankly's Liverpool Based over a decade Because we're a little bit too soon for that But I mean Would this be considered the greatest Footballing team in the football scene or do we still have a bit to go because of the invincibles and things like that?
1: Well, uh, it all boils down to matters of opinion. I mean, what I would put, it, it, and it also depends on how we're going to get on for the rest of the season. Pretty all if we carry on like we are, there's no there's no shadow of a doubt we'll be the best. So, if we drop, uh, in the next uh, 17 games, we drop two points. <laughs> two right with the best. But, well, we've made the best start. If we continue at this pace will be the best team they've seen this will be will be the best team that this these shows have ever seen um the invincibles you know people talk about the invincibles and people talk about the 99 united team because you know they they, they achieved something that was absolutely incredible mm. you know uh, going a full season not getting beaten and then to actually well people say that and then you think well they didn't do great in the cups but over the course of a premier league season it was fantastic and then united didn't, uh, lost more games in the league but my god they went on a won a triple so to be considered the best I think you've got to do it in Europe to be honest as well
0: well <laughs> we've set up to go through to the next round of the, in, in Europe and maybe you know jumping ahead of ourselves or whatever but surely you couldn't have looked for a nicer tie to progress into the next round but <sighs>
1: There's no easy ties in Europe. I mean, some are easier than others. That's obvious. I mean, we had Barcelona back to back, you know, in both years, and we got beat both years by a truly outstanding team. And we we beat Paris Saint-Germain, you know, and then we go out to Monaco last year. So no ties are easy, and we need to be hitting form at the right time coming into the games in February, March, April, if we're going to truly
0: win the actual competition you know yeah no it's a, that's a fair point. and but at the same time when the draw comes out and you pull out Basel you have to think that you know the priority can still remain <clears throat> firmly on the league and a team like last night that played against Swansea should still be able to dispatch Basel and maybe that's me being naive or arrogant I don't know but I just have so much faith in the squad that we have to actually go and find it relatively easy to dispatch a team like Basel and that, that would mean that we're going into mid March before we're looking at games where they're literally bang, 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 bang every three days of the highest, highest order and every every single game mattering so much.
1: Well, I mean, Basel have got a bad, bad record against English teams and... And a strong home record. Well, that's... What I was. I mean, luckily, I think we're playing the second leg at home, aren't we? Yeah, yes. But what, what I would say is if you... As a club, go into any of these games with a bit of air of arrogance or complacency, you're going to get knocked out. You know, and I think that's what actually happened to us last year. You know, we were five five three winners, was it at home against yeah. Uh, Monaco? Yeah. And then we went we went to Monaco and got a bit of a drubbing.
0: Do you think Do you think that was complacency, or did you just think we were beaten by a very very strong side at home? Because when you look back at that Monaco team and who was actually in it and the form the form of well, yeah and the form of the players as well and how weak we were as well in certain areas it i wouldn't say it comes as that much of a surprise and i'm not sure that this side is going to go into uh, the, the Basel game or any other game complacent
1: well i mean monaco it really is a, just a true like whoever's left just turn the light off you know that team has got absolutely picked apart by you know us and Paris Saint Germain and various other clubs across Europe. Um, I thought, to be honest, after we after we won five three, if you go into an away game with a two goal advantage, normally you're nailed on to go through. But we just turned up and we didn't put out a full strength team number one, but number two, we didn't. We, we, we were naive. We went in and we, we, we attacked them. And it's a case of if you're attacking and leaving gaps behind you for the likes of Mendy and Mbappe to run through, they're going to lap that up all day long. so
0: But have you ever seen a city side actually under Guardiola go into a game and defend a game or try to defend the lead?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's, that's, the, that's the nature of the man, and to be honest people say this and then you look at the amount of goals we've let in this year in the league Yeah. someone, someone was saying that our goal difference is better than any other goal scored by any other team <laughs> in the Premier League yeah, it's and true. you're thinking what? you know Arsenal are in 6th place are uh, nearer the bottom team than they are the top team such is our the 19 points behind us
0: yeah.
1: and we haven't even Santa's not even said ho 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 do you know what I mean? It's absolutely
0: incredible. Well, Santa brought my Christmas present last Sunday, and that's what I want to move on to right now. <laughs> You're normally pretty upbeat when it comes to Derby's, and I remember saying you 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 even said to me before a couple of minutes before the game kicked off four one put your house on it. You're very confident on the podcast last week as well, and well, you know I, I was made my made my opinion clear in the sense that I wasn't confident but that's out of pure negativity more than any substantial basis
2: well, were Abby you really
0: Yung. were you really this confident last Sunday a couple of minutes before the game well if
1: you want to predict the future you look at the past and we've been absolutely hammering teams left right and centre and we've also looked what I, I can see, we've got that winning mentality as well um, to me the derby this year was pretty much a carbon copy of the derby last year, yeah. and the reason being for that is we absolutely battered them in the first half. I mean, it was just absolute destruction, which was the same as last year. But we scored the two goals last year, and they capitalised on a mistake. It was Bravo last year, and it was Delft
0: this year. Yeah, yeah. So they got a, They only scored the goals we allowed
1: them to score through mistakes and we absolutely you know we took them took them apart I mean I don't know how I've not spoke to any United fans I've got United mates but I don't ring them up because uh, you know they, they they didn't chastise me when, when times were bad so when I'm looking at uh, some of the United fans sat there they must have just head in hand stuff just watching the movement and watching the the passing accuracy and watching the, their team get absolutely torn apart I mean, one of my favourite moments uh, was when Jesu's literally dumped a United player <laughs> on his backside. Oh yeah! I mean, I, w- I was laughing my head off. You know, I was, I was sat there in a pub in Devon, funny enough, and it was absolutely wall to wall, pretty much United fans, and um, they they were just sat there. You could just literally, as we were ordering the next pint, they were literally filling it up with tears.
0: You know what I mean? Because we were just so much better than they were when when the starting 11s came out um, there's two questions in this first of all our starting 11 um, you've seen Jesus, Sterling and Sané starting um, Aguero was dropped also we see seen Vinny back in the side and then on their side we saw say the front their front four so to say where you would consider them attacking and going to basically go hell for leather well what seemed like they were going to go hell for leather us. when you saw those teams what were your first thoughts on, on either side brilliant I thought that's really exactly,
1: yeah of course that's exactly what I wanted to see any team any team in this land that comes at us we take them apart and they put on these they've, they've got Martial they had Rashford they had Lukaku Lingard who I absolutely don't rate Um I just thought if they come at us, we will absolutely take them apart. So when I saw their attacking lineup, I was there rubbing my hands, thinking, "Yes, we're having this all day long." Um, and so it proved.
0: it did. It did. And what did you? What? What about the front? Our front three. Did you make? Did you? Were you? I wouldn't say happy to see a Gueo drop out, but would you prefer Jesus to start um, over him for the game, or would you have rather? Aguero get a run out, basically, considering his record in the diaries as well, you know?
1: I know what you're saying. Um, to me, it's either or. I mean, I look at Gab- Gabby Jesus and I just think his work rate and the way he assimilates himself into Pep style and with the rest of the movement going on around him, he does a better job than Aguero of that. What you would do is you'd put your house on. Aguero's on a one-on-one. Yeah. Then our money's on Aguero. But as I was sort of uh, alluding to last week, I think our front players, especially Jesus and Aguero, were slightly sacrificed for the greater good of the team. They're there in the middle of a box where you know it's it's just crowded, crowded, crowded. There's no movement to move, but they're there to pull players out of position. And was it? I, hand on heart, I think I think Aguero will go in the summer.
0: Yeah, I I, I echo that. I will definitely echo that, and I think cause I think ne- this summer will be the final chance we have to um, get some decent money back in return for him, because I think the year after next he's got a year to run in his contract, and his form his form may or may not be of that level. So I can see City cashing in this summer, and I don't know maybe going for somebody like the Dubai like, Debala like, at um, Juventus, who would be a a younger replacement for her maybe but it's hard to say right now it's hard to say right now one player (laughs) it's safe to say won't be going anywhere in the summer and many people thought that his characteristics wouldn't be able to carry over into a into a Guardiola side and if he can come up against both Matic and Herrera go physically man for man with them come out on top and still managed to score as well. Is there anything David Silva can't do?
1: He's I, I, he's the best player I've ever seen in a City shirt. I mean, this guy... Well, I, I've said it for years, though, uh, the idea of when I'm looking for my man of the match, I don't even consider Silva so because in my head, he's automatically won it it's the next player I'm sort of looking for. It's been like that for years. When Silva's out of the team, you can feel there's a drop. And, you know, people were loading up Kevin De Bruyne at the start of this season. And, you know, his form would go slightly up and down because he's a bit younger. Silva doesn't... He's consistent the whole time. Um, He's out, you know... He's the best by, well he's the best player, so he's the best by we've, under the Shape Mansour era, but he's also the best player that I can ever remember playing in a, a city shirt and the other thing about him is I love this, when, he first, when I first seen him getting his head, he had all his head shaved you he, you could sort of think oh god, what have you done that for but <laughs> it's, it seems to be like the, is it the opposite of Samson in the bible he's had his head shaved and he's gone on to be ten times stronger, he looks a little bit like a hard nut now and he's just
0: but he's playing like that isn't he He's, he's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, you look yeah. at that You look at that first half against United um, any time we had the ball or we dispossessed the ball he was the one, him and De Bruyne were the two leading the charge constantly but more often than not it seemed to be Silva who was going in for those niggly tackles and getting away, he seemed to be outpowering uh, Matic uh, quite often, now I'm not a big fan of Matic, I think he's a little bit overrated but one thing he isn't short of is strength and power to be able to keep players away from the ball. Almost like Yaya Torre was so good at. But this little guy who was who you consider a slick playmaker, feeding the balls into channels, basically ticket the engine in the side. He's doing the the role of a box to box midfielder like Yaya Torre used to do under Pellegrini. It's the transformation is remarkable when you can and I think it's probably one of the most remarkable stories of Guardiola's years so far because this as I was saying this is a guy known for slick passing football and you wouldn't put the the knit and, and the dirty side of it alongside Witton but since he's gone full Phil Mitchell with his hair it seems to be the hard nut has come in and it, it's not as in his dirty challenges or anything like that it's just even his intensity his desire to win the ball back is is sensational and him in that first half against United was absolutely incredible absolutely incredible Herrera was chasing shadows literally chasing shadows and I thought that would be Mourinho's plan he'd have a decent enough um plan for those two for both De Bruyne and Silva to be stopped but if they were out of the game for a couple of minutes they seemed to swap sides the role of Sterling playing as that false nine um did aid, aid the system a lot I, I feel but just Silva's overall contribution and then this big game player, it was remarkable, it was absolutely remarkable. I'd go as far as saying it was possibly the best individual performance of any player this season, and if not one of the best away performances any player has put in in the Premier League in the last decade. And I don't, I'm do not i not known for speaking very highly of David Silva, but I, I'm sorry, but that was just sensational last week. Absolutely sensational.
1: Well, he certainly added, as we say, the knit and grit to his game. Um, I mean, I was watching him, I know we're going to move on to Swansea, but I was watching him last night, and I was specifically sort of watching the way that City sort of set up is this idea of we're playing the opposition's half, number one. Number two, many could argue that we're we're leaving ourselves open to the counter-attack, but the thing about Silver De Bruyne, Sterling, Sani Jesus, the whole lot. They're not al- they are not allowing players from the opposition to hoof the ball up and move out en masse because they're literally swamping them. They're like piranhas. Yeah. Never mind sharks, they're like piranhas. You know, you chuck a lump of meat in on a rope and then you pull it out five seconds later and it's just bone. Well, that's almost similar to the way that City are actually attacking these They lose the ball, and eight nine times out of ten, they've got it back within that three or four seconds. They're just swarming, and that's why I believe we're we're not as susceptible as many would like to think to this counter attack. I mean, City have got—I think—was it eleven goals they've let
0: in? yes, eleven and seventeen. Yes, yes.
1: Right, and then during that time, I'm not being funny. We've got Delft playing at left back. We've got company out we've got Jones out we've got
0: Stones
1: sorry who did I
0: say Jones (laughs) Uh, and
1: um, what I'm saying to you is we've got Mangala and Otamendi and Otamendi was considered a bit of a joke figure and people wouldn't have been overly bothered if we have sold him two summers ago or one summer ago Mm -hmm. should I say but these are the sort of players that are playing within a system and because of the front sort of piranha instincts of these um, front players, that's actually stopping us and stopping the defence getting exposed. I mean, when we get a decent defence with the Mendy and with uh, Stones and uh, Atamende and Walker, once they're consistently fit, oh, where's the
0: oyster, man? Where's the oyster? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's completely true and it's not knocking Delph or even Mangala who's come in in the last couple of games has been fantastic but I totally get it's what you are a you're squad s- game yeah, exactly it is a squad game especially when because I don't remember this fixture pile up being so intense where it was lit. I can't remember the last time we haven't played every three days uh, you know we haven't had a seven day break um, which is quite which is quite substantial and that's why you have these big squads um, Walter just uh, talk about the the City goals both come from set pieces when all the talk all week was about how United were going to hurt us from set pieces despite us only conceding one set piece goal all season did you take much satisfaction in the fact that um, big Rom helped, uh, helped um, both goals be comfortably dispatched you know he did assist <laughs> he did help us i you,
1: that 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 guy's just a, a liability
0: isn't it yes
1: I mean he nearly scored a goal uh for Arsenal you know the yeah 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 that's, for, that's correct around the
2: post
0: yeah I mean <laughs> it,
1: what, if that happened one game you think Mourinho might just sort of think a bit think on a bit more about that because to drop two howlers like that well it was just absolutely hilarious so we were fortunate as uh, the footballing gods smiled upon us
0: well, yeah, it was, but at the same, see, I, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm, the two goals, the both pretty, the both carbon copies in a way, ball comes in, knocked down by Lukaku, and it's one of our players anti- anticipating the the free space basically, to run into, so it's a mix of a mistake, it's a mix of poor defending, and it's a mix of, of instinct, and it's just, I find it remarkable that like, even. Scrappy goals. We're, we're, we're not we're not finding it as easy to come through teams of late because everybody seems to be playing with ten men behind the ball. But we're still always finding these ways of whether it's a scrappy goal, whether it's a it's a last minute winner. You know, does we didn't see this last season. We didn't see this whether we if we weren't passing the ball into the net regularly, we weren't scoring. And it's just, our confidence is so high. And when Hadamendi Mendy scored. Scored the same amount of goals as Rashford this season, you know. Some there's one system working, there's one system not working, and it was evident as anything on Sunday. And what you did say as well was that both their goals against us in the last two years have both come from mistakes, and we've absolutely battered them, absolutely killed them.
1: I mean. What makes I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm just thinking if Otamendi has got a more of an attacking instinct yes. to get into areas. A team, you know. Um, I mean, as good as Otamendi is, his his brain's hardwired really to defend.
0: Well, so yeah, yeah. I, but he's I, I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't know what he's. Done to players like Art Mendy, and it, it's remarkable because it get, he was he was a leader on 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 Sunday, a leader that we haven't had unless Company was playing, and it's remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Um, final note on the derby. Well, the ma- the match itself. <laughs> Talk to me about that save, from Edison that, that double save. How good or how crucial could that save be? Come the end of the season,
1: it was a great save. Uh, it's a great double save. Or as Alison Rudd said, he was quite lucky
0: because oh. it hit him in the face. Did you? Li- did you listen to that? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll listen to it for comedy value.
0: Oh, but mate! What I, he's put him...
1: I mean, to me, being a goalkeeper is absolutely one hundred percent about percentages. And it's getting your body in the right place to make these saves, to to narrow down the percentages of the attacker scoring and increase the percentages of you actually saving something. I mean, this guy, he's got absolutely smacked. And he's up again within about three three seconds, about a third of a second.
2: Yeah.
1: And then the next save. So, it was, to me, I think he's, I love him. I just think he's absolutely he's unflappable Mm. is what he is and that is a fantastic quality not only in a footballer but absolutely essential within a goalkeeper as we can 100% see from last year where Bravo started to flap at everything and it's the 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 complete juxtaposition it's like the night and day of the whole situation which is probably why all City fans have so much fallen in love with Edison
0: well yeah that's completely true and you know, to, to make out that a goalkeeper was lucky because the ball were hit off him is <laughs> is absolutely remarkable because when you consider a lot of the Hayes saves, as good a goalkeeper he is, more often than not the ball will smash straight at him. So and if that's lucky, this this is lucky, fair enough. But well, Schmeichel made a career out of it. Exactly, exactly. So Exactly, but it it's not lucky. If a goalkeeper saves something, it's not lucky. Sorry, it's not. It's, I'm, well, not, I'm not going gonna... to. It, as I always said, it, you can sort
1: of see the Collymores of this world, and you can sort of see the Duncan Castles and yeah, these Alison yeah. Roads and the longer this winning streak goes on, the more ridiculous the starting to sound. So,
0: long, mate, continue. That's true. Too many dinosaurs, mate. That's all it is. Um, one special mention as well it should go to um, Mangala just after that double save, because as good as the save was, the danger wasn't completely averted, and it looked like. Matt if Matt had made contact when he came sliding in he was going to he was going to pot, pot it into an empty net but big creamy man was at the back get it away he was pretty right good right
1: place right time
0: good defending yeah he was, to be he, honest with you he, he, he's been quite if good I, if I look at Mangala and I think
1: right as a defend as a defender if you say look you need to go and sit on this money you need to do this job there's no issues with that he can do that you know he had Zlatan Costa all in his pocket that's what he can do
0: big physical strikers he's always he's always managed quite well especially the likes of Costa and Zlatan it seems to be those nippy little forwards who can basically turn him because he can't turn the milk turns quicker than Mangala
1: <laughs> well ah uh, the Mourinho's turns quicker but um, what I I think you're doing him a bit of an injustice because he's, he's a quick player as well no. He just, for me I was I was watching him last night which made me laugh from the stands up there and every time he got the ball because it, it's weird because I sit where I do in the Etihad I'm so close to the pitch I was high up and you can see the the, the position of the players a lot more and uh, half the time it makes me laugh is when Mangali gets the ball the rest of the team point to show which player he should now pass it to so I was laughing the head off you, know, you can see him, like he's got the ball and he's he, he's almost sort of steadies himself <laughs> like a golfer, and they're all going him pass it to him. Oh, you know, and he's got his big grin on them that he's got <laughs> pulled it off. He's overthinking everything because he's under. he he feels as a professional, he's under pressure, and he wanted to stay at the club and he wanted to prove himself. And you can literally hear the cogs turning every time he's on the ball, and every time he makes a mistake, he'll analyse it and be a hundred times, a million times harder on himself than he should be. Because um, he's not one hundred percent got the backing of the crowd, and you can
0: feel it when he when he gets the ball, you, you know, you feel the intake of breath. But but that's even, not man, that 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 wouldn't be our fault either. Though that's no, not.
1: I'm not, no, I'm not portioning blame here. I'm just saying this is the process that's going on in his hmm. head. But if you look at Vincent Kompany, who's backed a million percent, he should have seen a red against Leicester, you know. Yeah. I and mean, if that had been Mangala who had done that, oh so yeah. It, uh, the
0: internet would have broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. know, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair point, point. and that's why that's why I mentioned the the clearance by Mangala because it, it was it was just as crucial and it's kind of gone under the radar. And I'm not saying Adairson doesn't deserve credit for what he pulled off and what he did, but at the same time, the, the propor portion should be shared out quite evenly, and he he, he should be receiving the the well done applauders for for the clearance um, game's over 11 points clear yes. Sunday were you thinking that's it? No as I keep my mantra I keep
1: telling you you don't win the league before Christmas you lose yeah. it but you don't win it Yeah. So, so for example Arsenal are now 19 points behind so
0: have United Chelsea Liverpool and Tottenham and Spurs all lost it? No Okay.
1: we were, we were 8 <laughs> Points behind United.
0: With six games.
1: That. Yeah. So, and I, I remember at the time I downloaded a couple of uh, At the end of the season, I went back because I'd listened to all the City podcasts a million times. I'd watched YouTube a million times. And, you know, you've got all that summer of just basking. So, what I did is I went actually back and downloaded a few United uh, episodes from that weekend, United podcasts. And just with the hindsight, it's some of the best comedy. I was killing myself <laughs> laughing. You, know, I'd be sat there on a bus and I'd just burst out laughing. And you know, you just see people looking at you like, bus weirdo, bus weirdo. And I'd, and and even, I, it, it obviously, can't explain that you're listening to a United podcast six weeks before the season's ended. But that's exactly what I was doing. And they were, they'd won it in there. That was it. They'd won it, and there was it was all this just exuberance of arrogance and. How brilliant
0: they were and how far behind they were. So, for us to sort of say, "Oh yeah, it's done, it's done," we're eleven points clear. No, nah, no. Nah. And to be honest with you, I don't know any city fans that would turn no. around and say, "Yeah, that's done." I Jump don't. Up. I don't know. I, I don't know any. Any. Anyway, I, I've seen a lot more get uh, become increasingly confident, and myself included. But to say that it's over and done with, no, I don't think. <laughs> I definitely don't think so, because it's we still have to go away to Liverpool. But you, you you know United still have to come to the end. Yeah. You never know a referee a decision, a red card, something like that. they could fluky goal, anything. It it look. It's a long way to go. If this was March April, I'd be thinking yeah we're we're in it. We're doing quite well here, but yeah, it's just still a bit to go. There's still quite a bit to go. Yeah. Well,
1: I remember when Liverpool with the with the, the flares, and I don't mean the oh. trousers variety. You know, fashion has <laughs> gone a bit further than that, Liverpool. They had all the flares and the bus was coming along, you know, and they even had the T-shirts made up That's right. winning the league. Yeah. And you sat there scratching your head and I remember that exact same se- season, there was less than 20 minutes to go in the final game of the f- at the Etihad before those type of chants sort of went up and you could see... Some people were into it, and other people were like, oh,
0: not yet. Yeah, there and that's where Li- Liverpool were one nil down, and we were two 0 <laughs> We were two <2-0 laughs> up as well.
1: Well, that that didn't seem to matter. But you know, even then, you know, a lot of City fans were like, no, 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 it's not over yet. We're just when it's done and dusted, we will celebrate, and we will celebrate big style. But before that, what's the point? You know, enjoy each game as it comes along. You know, there's going to be some games we're going to draw will take a lot out of it you know there is going to be games we're gonna lose but enjoy you know if you go to the match enjoy the match day going you know and the last of your mates that you have along the way
0: I'm kind That's of getting sort of... to the stage now this season I actually for the first time last night I was I, I was only thinking about it um whether you're going home or away or whether some people aren't able to go for the reasons whichever. Personally, I think we win the, I do think we'll win the league and I think that will be re- will be remembered as one of the best if not the best champions England has ever seen and from now on I'm gonna make sure that I enjoy every single moment this season has to offer because it probably isn't going to get much better it really probably <sighs> drink it, it in. exactly exactly and the football being played at the moment is just Outstanding, And as you were saying, this, this this whole thing in City, that they're over-cautious City fan. But if you can't enjoy now, then I'm not sure when you when you are going to be able to enjoy it either, to be quite honest, because...
1: Well, as I said, I brought my lad along last night and I, I sort of sat in there and I was talking to him before. I said, look, this, what we're doing now, it is as good as it's ever going to be. This is what we're doing now. You're witnessing history. If we win this game tonight, that's 15 games on the bounce. We win one more and the best Barcelona team that's ever existed did 16 and that was in a weaker league. So, what we're, do, what we're witnessing now is just get a brandy, get a big cigar, have a, have a sip of it. Can you at the end of the season, get that DVD, that Blu-ray, sit there with the highlights and just enjoy. I and mean, if it all goes tits up from now, just watch the first half of it. <laughs>
0: first half's <laughs> been pretty special. Um, Walter, what, what are your thoughts on, on what happened after the derby at the weekend in the tunnel? Um, do you think that there's an air, air of blame on both sides? or?
1: Well, I put a tweet out and it's a case of Jose falls out with the club doctor Jose, Jose falls out with the Chelsea squad Jose falls out with you know the big stars at Real Madrid mm. you know he falls out with Conte he falls out with Wenger he falls out with put a mirror in front of him he falls out with himself so the only thing that's the one factor in, that's the same in any of this is Jose is Jose Mourinho Yeah, and it's it, I don't know if it was deflection technique, and I, I, quite
0: honestly, I really don't care. And I don't think it has been though either. They... I really don't think it has been. Sorry to cut over you. I, I don't. Maybe he did try to use it as a deflection, but I really don't think the media at all have portrayed this game as the as just about what happened in the tunnel, because I do think that everybody's lapped onto the difference in styles. The difference in management, the difference in the players, the difference in in practically everything, the difference in the culture, the difference in little city to mega Man United, you know, and he's whether whether it was him that instigated, which it does seem like, he's the one that that brought it from a little a little uh, heated moment, which happens in the tunnel sometimes, and I'm not excusing what. What that coach said to to Ibrahimović, because if he did, no wonder he was going to kick off. But, you know, lifetime contract for him at the same time. Do you know
1: what I think of all of this? We've gone there, we've just destroyed their team, we've demoralised their fans, we've gone into the tunnel, we've turned the music up loud, somebody's thrown oat milk over Jose Mourinho for being an arse. Where's the downside?
0: True, very <laughs> so true, good. and at the you same I mean? at the same time as well, you know, I was speaking to one of one of my United mates, um, and I was saying to him, he said, "Oh, he was disrespectful from City," and I said, "What? What part was disrespectful?" So they're playing music with the door open. I said, "They're not fourteen-year-old boys, and the mum mum is shouting up the stairs to turn it turn it down." He said he could if if it was the case, he could have somebody could have closed the door. He could have walked in, just said, "I'm just closing the door," whatever. He physically went inside the opposition wrestling room. You don't do that. You don't do that. And Paul Dickov um, put a tweet out afterwards saying only one manager in his whole career ever came into the opposition changing room, and it was Graham Unas when he was at when City beat Blackburn when when every City fan there was a quarter of a million City fans up on the hill oh, yes. at that game, and uh, he said he came in, he shook everyone's hand, had a drink with them, and wished them well for their following season and that's the only time any manager's ever come in who the fuck does you, he think he is that he can step inside and he's the cheek then to turn around and, and question Aderson for grabbing him by the arm and flinging him out I mean do you know
1: what do you know what makes as I, I always say you can imagine Ferguson the way he worked and you know he was a great manager he'd have had this, he'd have had that dressing room silent and by I mean dressing room his own mm. and he'd have just been there Literally punching the wall. <laughs> listen to this, boys. Listen, listen to what they're doing. Yeah. This could be us. We're not letting them away with this. Who do they think they are? And he could have gone off on some Chilean speech and got that United dressing room because when we hammered them six-one at their place, that was that was the turning corner for them for, the, for pretty much near enough till the end of the season. Yeah. They went on this massive mad run.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: the, and Ferguson would have been playing that video. And if Mourinho had half the talent that Ferguson ever had, he would have latched onto that and he'd have just turned that to his own advantage. Instead, he'd made an ass of himself. And, you know, instead of the third season where things are going to implode for him, you can imagine things going absolutely. Ah, oh, absolutely. Wouldn't it be great?
0: Did you see the Daily Mail's um, re- reenactment of what happened? The, the JFK assassination type. Did I see the Daily Mail's anything? No. Oh, it was this. It was a full-on um, image of the events, and underneath it had step one, loud music coming from Manchester City's dressing room. Step two, uh, Jose Mourinho makes his... This whole detailed analysis, right? And one of the descriptions was a bare-chested Marcus Rojo ordered his teammates to come support the manager who was in clear distress. So afterwards, I don't know if you know it, joe.co.uk, the the website, one of the writers did his own mock-up of what happened And step four was, it was changed, it was a bare-chested Duncan Castles came to the aid of Jose <laughs> Mourinho <laughs> With a Twitter logo tattooed on one side
1: and the tattoo of Jose I'll tell you what, can we move on because I'm fed up at talking about the after incident Yeah
0: yeah, why let it ruin the the what actually happened? Um, talk about last night, mate. There was a few changes. Um, one in particular, which kind of I wouldn't say stood out to me because I kind of expected it, but it, his performance stood out for me was um, Bernardo Silva. For me, that was the that was the first Bernardo Silva performance of what we expected when he signed last night. He he was you were there, I was watching it from 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 home. That was an absolutely exceptional performance from from, um, from Silva, from Merlin, Merlin the second.
1: It's got a long way to go before
0: he fills those big A bench. very, very long way. Um, I, I, I
1: thought, yeah, I thought he is the player, that was a performance of the player that I thought we'd signed. You've seen glimpses of it, but you've not seen it stretched over an extended period during a game. Um, to be honest with you, the Swansea were poor though. I mean they were poor and we were playing a poor side they they looked disorganised to be honest they looked disinterested you know um, there was no when we are playing some of these teams lower down you know you get the cynical fouls or the boots up in the air there was none of that Mm. it was very much a team that looked sort of resigned to going
0: resigned to losing that particular match I'm not going to say they're going down you think we won it in a tunnel? yeah Honestly, uh, uh, they just. People had visions of Body popping
1: up, uh, <laughs> scoring a goal right at the end. And, you know, I thought to myself, you know, that that would be a tip. City, 14, 14 games, they're just about to set a unique record. You know, they just played the derby, and sometimes the, the match after the derby is always a come down. We had to travel. By coach, all the way down to you know, I don't know how many hundreds of miles, and just sort of build it in all these factors. In typical city, we would have got a body 89th minute goal after dominating, but Pep's changed all that. Yeah. I mean, we won that literally an hour before an hour before the game when the teams were announced, if not beforehand. You know, it, they looked so disinterested. So. It's kind of hard to gauge how how good were City or how poor was
0: Swansea. Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But it was it was one thing I'll say. There was a couple of key moments for me, or key points. One was the, um, Adairson save was was absolutely fantastic when it the complete deflection on it and for him to adjust his feet so quickly. That was a I was a big big standout for me. Um, two other standouts was a clean sheet with Mangala again at the back and. a I thought he played quite well. Physically, he, he matched Boney. He did okay. Um, another one which was a surprise to me was Danilo. Um, I haven't been wowed by him or anything like that yet. I, I thought he was good when he came on against Everton and uh, his cross set up Sterling's goal and back in August. And since then, we haven't really seen him at right back by Napoli and Shakhtar away. And he was not impressive in either game. Last night he was impressive, and I know you were saying that Swansea looked weakened and then beaten before the game had kicked off, but he still has, he still has a job to do, and he still has a chance to go out and make himself look impressive. And his passing, especially for me, was a was a big standout. Um, another one was David Silva's performance again, very like United, very rugged, very a mix of um, nastiness yet flair. Sterling was Sterling was okay. Um, he looks a little bit tired And a little, tiny little bit jaded At the minute Aguero looked very, very sharp last night But the standout for me was Bernardo Silva
1: I'd I t- Aguero had a few opportunities
0: Yeah um, What I noticed about him is He
1: doesn't get back He's not one of the forwards That continually goes back And niggles, niggles, niggles uh, Makes himself available at every opportunity uh, When the ball's going forward I just thought. I watched him last night and I hope he scores loads of goals going up to the end, but I honestly think wheels have been put in motion for him to leave in the summer. Um, he doesn't. Everybody else is one type of player and he's just something slightly different, which you yeah. could argue you actually need. But you see, but I don't think Pep will stand for that. You know, uh, if you think about all the fantastic forwards that Pep actually had at Barcelona, but then sold for a lot of money and brought somebody else in. So, Aguero, he was good, but again, I thought was we slightly wasteful in front of goal. That could have been... Do you know the song, It Could Have Been Sent?
0: Yeah, but it been, it at the been same 10. time, Fabianski pulled off some pretty remarkable saves. Like that Fernandinho volley that... Um, that's saved by Aguero in the first half and then that's that one when Silva just missed it when it came back out to him and he was, I think Norton came in behind him he was saved who's their it was, best player? who? not Fab- yeah Fabianski. yeah yeah Fabianski by far by far So
1: but getting beat 4-0 and he's your best player that sort of tells you the standard of us where the yeah. best ones to. so I, what, what for me what I actually enjoyed most about it was we went there and it, when you say
2: you see 4-0 you think oh that must be comfortable Oh my god, was it comfortable? Yeah. And it just highlighted the, the, the complete gulf between the two teams. Um I mean, City
1: fans were all laying. You know, it there must have been fifty odd passes and it was you know, and it was some people don't like to see that, but at the end of the day with that, if you can't celebrate the football we are watching at the moment, maybe, just maybe
0: football's not for you. Very true, and especially with Ole. I don't think we've ever had the opportunity to ole as much as we have uh, of late. Um, go the la- last night as well, I think it was after the third goal, Fernandini was taken off straight away because of the amount of bookings he's on, with Yaya coming on. Um, That means he's eligible to play on Saturday against Spurs, as is Leroy Sané. I, w- I would put money on both of them picking up bookings and missing the Leicester game next week, but that's just me. Being a cynic, um,
1: Dino's tried this,
0: yeah. He tried, tried it, He tried it against uh Southampton to miss the West Ham game, I think it was.
1: Yeah, just booting everyone, yeah. And you referee. wouldn't
0: book him, <laughs> no. he, he tackles from behind, snide little digs. The only thing he should have done is got his shirt off and just waved it and ran around in front of the referee. <laughs> oh, when we were just, just right
1: when we scored that goal near the end, but, um.
0: Yeah, well, Are you looking forward to Sunday or Saturday? Are you you confident of beating Spurs again? I'm sure you are, but do you think this will be a close game or do you think it will be pretty one-sided given Spurs' form?
1: I think because it's at our place. I mean, they're they're a test, aren't they? I mean, Harry Kane is not quick. He's not particularly powerful. He knows how to get a shot away early. And... He's phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a phenomenal player. It's, it's weird because you look at him and you think there's nothing stand out about him, but all the sum of his parts just produce this absolute
0: phenomenal player. And Harry Kane FC will give us a game. You know they will. And Son is in quite good form. But to be honest, I'd be quite confident of Son coming up against walker simply because it's walker's form on Spurs' right hand side they'll have erickson but Ericsson won't beat delph or cause delph problems getting in behind with pace and things like that it might come from the fullbacks but like when you look the the thing that makes me so confident going into saturday and this is the first time i've been confident all season and we're gonna lose though aren't we yeah 100 (laughs) percent 100%. 100% cuz even 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 my girl garf- my girlfriend's got home to Ireland and she's uh so I'm home alone and she was messaging me yesterday saying the city are playing tonight and I said yeah we're playing Swansea. And she said oh there bottom you'll be fine. I said oh I don't know you know I have this image of of Boney and I said that we're getting tired you know with three games every week. And she said not one game have you said all season that you would be confident by that game against Everton right, oh God, so going into this, I am quite confident, and i i I think the thing that's making me confident is the fact that Spurs are in no great shapes they were in they were in fantastic form last January they came to us, and we absolutely battered them, and we had Navas playing, we had uh, Zabaleta playing, we had Clichy playing with Bravo and net, so what score was it we' two all. So if we exactly. can, if we can, yeah. But then we should have had a penalty to make it three one, and we would have wrapped that game up as well. So, Walker, oh, yeah, hate that fella. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the reason for me being over overconfident about Saturday. I just think that we're a much better side. They're a record away from home against the top six is absolutely diabolical. It's woeful, isn't it? Yeah. I, I,
1: as I said, I think we'll win the game. But again, it, it, what I'm looking at here is. Just the amount of different challenges, and it's just how prepared we are as a as a team. That pep effect that allows us to um, combat the strengths of each individual team that we're coming up against.
0: I'm not you know worried. I mean? I, I wouldn't be worried about him not having a, a plan or not. Not. I a, will do. Yeah, of course he will. The guy probably has a plan for brushing his teeth first thing in the morning. You know. <laughs> Um, but the fact Spurs have injuries as well. They've uh, Vertonghen, uh Or uh not Vertonghen Alde Vera out till February. That young defender Davison Sanchez that is out and he's been sensational since he's come. So you're probably gonna see a back to uh, of which is pretty pretty special player, and Eric Dyer. The thing with that is there's more pace in the nursing home than there will be between them two.
1: <sighs> Don't tell away really
0: that he'd be around He's a <laughs> but,
1: yeah, I, I, I think we've enough to take them it's just my, my only concern about this season is I remember Liverpool getting off and playing pretty much to the maximum potential but they ran themselves into the ground by January and then January the absolute wheels fell off it yeah, last yeah. year and I, that's why I like seeing us against certain teams as we are is this constant rotation of players to try and just not squeeze every single last bit of blood and juice out of the players by you know the, the bing bong on of uh, new year? So, in some respects, I'm looking at the Leicester game and I'm thinking if we lose that, that's two less games to play in January. But is that the wrong attitude to yes, have? Yes,
0: yes, it's a trophy, mate. It's a trophy. We've I think so. We've got big fish to fry. Yeah, but we can also take them with with with. Play. I I wouldn't with that team that put with the city put out last night would be could beat Leicester quite I wouldn't say quite comfortably but they could beat Leicester. If we lose next week, I ain't gonna be kicking and screaming and this that and the other because so be it. But no way, I want us to go to, to attack that competition. Um, it's a trophy at the end of the day, and it's it's yeah, we've had some great days at Wembley with that trophy in the last couple of years, so. They beat Leicester, United over two legs in the semi final, and then whoever in the final because I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't do with a United, a United City final. I don't care if it was a League Cup; it would feel like the World Cup final. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to be honest with you, I don't even know a United player. I just hope they get knocked out. They've so got
0: their are away. They're away to Bristol City. They got the easiest draw of the whole lot. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. What's your first of all? I'm gonna ask you just one question because, well, two questions. Do you think Bernardo Silva and Aguero will play on Sat on on Saturday, or do you feel that it might be Jesus and Sane back into the side, or do you feel it be one of the two, or what way do you think? I'm not gonna ask you your team prediction because I think the fir- the front the first eight practically picked themselves. Well, it
1: depends because um, I personally believe he's gonna start. The same
0: setup as you did against United. Exact same team. Absolutely. Same. Well, besides Company not being there. Yeah. I think he's going to go because if you looked at the way
1: we absolutely bamboozled United up top by having Sane, Sterling, and Jesus, and you couldn't at any point say, "Well, yeah, Sane's a left winger, Sterling's a right winger, mm-hmm. and Jesus is the man in the middle." They were just on this rotative, yeah, ro- yeah. rotation belt of and, you know all popping up in different positions I mean they were even putting um, Sterling coming in behind Jesus and leaving one side of the pitch pretty much for the fullback to bomb on so I think because Spurs were a decent team that is the system and the setup that he's going to go with
0: what's his score prediction 4-2 4-2
1: well you did ask <laughs>
0: I'm not sure we can see two, honestly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The pepper effect's rubbing off. It's slowly but matur- it's only taken 18 months, but yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> um.
1: Oh, Kane's quality as well. Um, no, I,
0: I four two. I think three one. Personally, I'm going to go three one. Um, and I wouldn't surprise me if it was if it was three 0 at the same time. Oof. So, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Because I think that. Again, it's going to be like Shakhtar now where we're going to get... A lot of those players are going to get a seven-day rest. So, they're not not kind of have that mindset of having three days... You know, they know that basically a lot of them are going to get a couple of days break. And against Leicester, you're going to see Gundawin, probably Phil Foden, um, Yaya Toure, Danilo. So, I think the only one... You, well, although Zinchenko came on last night, so I can see him playing for Delph and giving Delph a break. Um...
1: He looks like De Bruyne from up in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He had he
0: had one welly there, and I thought, oh, De Bruyne. And then I realised, oh no, De
1: Bruyne got substituted. He, he's even his body movement looks like
0: him. He's a tidy little footballer. He looks, he looks, he looks, he looks good, decent. I don't know whether he's going to make the grade for us or not. But he no, looks but like. I thought
1: that was good management last night. Putting him in at
0: left back. Let's see. Yeah, Trunk yeah. support him, but let's see. Let's give him a run out in the first team, in a Premier League game, when we're a few goals up. I just thought, yeah, that's good management. It is good management. It is good management. Final thing to touch on this morning, mate. Very, very briefly, there was um, a lot of reports this morning from people close to City, um, Sam Lee at goal and Jack Egan at the Daily Mail, both renowned for their um, insight with transfers and things like that. They've both come out with the same story this morning, saying that City are going to attack a centre-back, attack the centre-back market in this in January. Um, with Van Dijk, the preferred option. However, the one concern with Van Dyke and it were, two concerns with Van Dijk, will be one, his price, and two, whether he will play in a system that will not see him play 38 games out of 38 all season, or whether they go after Inigo Martinez, who will be the cheaper of the option and will be a bit more happier at the fact. That he won't play every game. Um, They feel that Van Dyke would come into game, come come into the City side instantly and have an instant impact, where Martinez might make time. Would you like to see City pay the money for Van Dyke and just be done with it? And we've spoke last week on the company issue, and if you're even starting to lose positivity in the fact that he can. Come back into the side and have a significant impact. Surely, with Van Dyke, we have a ready-made replacement for him.
1: He's—I tell you what—I was most surprised about Van Dyke is he is huge. I couldn't believe the size of him when we played Southampton. Yeah, the guy is an absolute beast. Yeah. Um, I got for me, it, it's not about where City are now; it's where we want to be in the future. And if we want to be one of Europe's absolute elite. Then we go for the elite type player. If we do sign Virgil, what would happen is whoever's talking to him at the time will say, and when Pep's talking to him, saying, "Look, you do, if you
0: move to a club of our size, you are not guaranteed to start every game." As opposed to Liverpool, a, and that's not been that's not at a dig at Liverpool either.
1: Well, anybody, I mean, any Liverpool fan would realise that we actually have more money about us to go out and buy these players now. Hmm. and you know they, they would talk about the rights and the wrongs of the money but just pure facts we've got the more money and if we do go out and buy him for 70 million and it's an absolute mess well it really doesn't we can afford to let that slide but they never really could if you know what I mean because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're talking about a lot of money I, I, I like Virgil van Dyke. I think he's a terrific footballer I think he's um, he's big he's quick his turn of pace is good and when we were talking about these um Issues about you know corners and these issues about free kicks in at the box. I'm not honestly. I've not seen a play that he couldn't be able to handle physically, not in a Chris yeah. kind of way. But you know, it's
0: he'd be able to out muscle and out jump and I think he, I think he's absolutely perfectly ready made for us. So but he whether he sees that or not, it's a different issue. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I echo that. Um, I had heard a couple of we, uh, a couple of nights ago that. There was interest there, but I, I was kind of iffy about it until I seen these reports this morning. Um, so be quite interesting I personally I can, it, what I would what I would like to see would us go for Van Dyke in January as a replacement for Mangala because Mangala is probably going to go in January, and then in the summer see Martinez come in for possibly Company. Be- and that that I don't mean that Mangala Van Ga- or Van, Van Dyke comes in to replace Mangala. He comes in to replace Company. it just looks more like Vinny isn't going to leave in January Mangala could leave in January sort of thing so that's why I'm saying that I would go right now for Van Dijk and Martinez in the summer um, because we're not a million miles off then we have our four centre backs sorted for for the next four or five years you know and Martinez can play left back as well um, and we're probably only a forward down then I'd have a look at Bertrand as well so would I definitely. a double package
1: just go in there there's 100 million you yeah, know. he's fantastic uh, he
0: really is one of the very one of the most underrated players in the Premier League for sure well, he kept Sterling quiet and not many not many
1: on, a, on a, an individual duel I'm not saying that Sterling didn't have his moments in the game of course he did but what I'm saying is he managed to contain him better than pretty much any left back I've seen us come up against this
0: season true we should leave it there mate um, pleasure to catch up again um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah! Big shout out to was it Neil and Oscar who got a lift for it last night. Without them, I wouldn't have been able to get to uh, Swansea. So thank you very much,
0: Neil and Oscar. Thank you. Um, thank you for everybody who was listening. We'll be back again next week to catch up on our Leicester performances, Leicester and Tottenham performances, and preview also the game against Bournemouth. So, yeah quite an exciting week and we'll also see if there's any more reports of, of Virgil Virgil and um, Inigo Martinez heading this way so thank you very much for listening Walter thank you very much for coming on again
1: so live it up blue boys and keep on enjoying
0: <laughs> thank you for everybody listening please retweet share it like it subscribe to it everything I've been Shane thank you very much good night <laughs> I'm not-